Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes knows the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. And Shalom, this is your host Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope, are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope, is a must have gift offer the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Well, welcome back in. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and we have a great show here for you today as we got the profit on. But first, a couple announcements I'd like to get to, especially for our new people, that we do have a website that you're going to want to check out, www.jewishprofit.com. Get out there, check out all the great material we have over 100 CD albums for you to listen to and stuff you're not going to find anywhere else in the whole wide world. So get out there, check out all the, the CDs, videos, books. We also have Sabbath fellowships available online every week, and we teach every day of the week. TV, we've got several of us on Ustream TV where you can watch us live on the Internet, and we got several of us on the Blog Talk. We also simulcast some of the sessions via the telephone line, so you can become a part of that. If you don't already have a Sabbath fellowship in your area, this is what you need to do. You need to email us your email address with your phone number and your name so that we can sign you up and send you an email how you can hook up with one of these sessions. Again, I teach on Friday night. we got Prophet Todd Saturday and Wednesday. We have Prophet Steve on Sunday. We have Prophet Mike Terry's on Saturdays. we got Prophet Dave on Sunday nights. We also have Prophet Mike Comer Sunday afternoons. We got Prophet Paul on Mondays. We got Prophet Greg and Gary Burpee on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we have Prophet Darren's going to be on Wednesdays. So again, we got all kinds of stuff going on. Email us at cradle at jewishprophet.com. Send us your phone number, your name, and your email address, and we'll get you all signed up. Or you can call the office, 618-262-2810, and we can get you signed up that way also. And like I said earlier, we do have with us today from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. We're going to name this Sabbath, Thou Shall Not Kindle a Fire. From the beginning, I have told you because I'm a Jew, that there was one thing that I wasn't going to allow and was not going to do to you, was to take you into legalisms. That we haven't done, that we won't do. And because I've done a lot of things that looks to be a little backwards, waiting upon this living God to instruct me, to instruct you, is is a ministry all on its own. I'm not sure I like that part so well, because I would like to talk this in the beginning. But it kind of seems to me like that what God does is let the people that would hang themselves if they had enough rope, go ahead and get that done. Legalism is a killer. Legalistically speaking, it will hold you back from the things of God in a real bad and quick way. Now, when it comes to what we're doing, 
which attaches itself unto our brother Judah, the Jews, we have watched a whole gauntlet of things that take place. As I said, you know, the Messianic movement came around, and of course they want everybody to be Jews. Now, you, and which it's fine. I mean, if you come into the a stranger comes into the camp, they're to be taken in, called Jews. I mean, you can do that. The key with all this was. Is that where God was taking all of this in the last day and the last hour? No, it wasn't. This is where God is taking this in the last day and the last hour. God's not trying to raise up Jews. God is trying now to bring back the ten lost tribes, the house of Ephraim, the house of Joseph, the house of Israel. That's what he's trying to do. Now, I don't want anyone to think, and especially being on CD, that I personally believe that that's an act of Satan. And I, I don't. I, I think darkness comes in and hinders. I think that there's always the false that comes before the truth, but that can be done just simply out of people that, bless God, that don't understand. Again, as you hear me say from uh, meeting to meeting, that, bless God, there has to be a real major prophet of God that really and truly hears from God to be the head of anything. Okay? has to be. Why? Because just like I gave you Friday night, revelation knowledge, straight from the throne room, that's what I do. That is the calling that's in my life. All right? And hopefully you understood from what we did yesterday that your calling is just as important as mine. We all bring it together. All right? Now... Saying that, let's get started. The word legalism, okay, simply means strict, literal, or excessive conformity to the law or to a religious or moral code. Okay, let me read that again. Legalism is strict, literal, or excessive conformity to the law or to religious, to a religious or moral code. It is excessive conformity. Okay? In other words, it, it goes beyond legalism, goes along a, a further than what's necessary. And that, that's, that's important to grab onto. In other words, here's, you know, here's the law. And I'm not talking about God's law at this point. Let's just talk about the civil law. In, in this town. Now, the, the, the law is that if you run past the stop sign out here and don't stop, you could be pulled over and given a ticket. Okay? That's the law. Okay? We agree with that. That's not excessive. But there are some policemen that will pull you, could pull you over and not just give you a ticket for running the stoplight, but could also look over the car to make sure, or the vehicle to make sure that it comes in compliance to all the state regulations, could see if, in fact, there's anything in the trunk or in under the seat that wouldn't and shouldn't be there, could, bless God, have you to get out, put your hands against the car, and goes beyond just writing you a ticket because you ran a stop sign. And that, again, is what legalism is all about. Now, the word kindle means to start a fire burning. That's what it means, all right, to start a fire burning. It is also connected and strongly suggestive to the word eating, to eat or eating, all right? Uh, so if you're going to light, uh, kindle a fire, you're going to light a fire. Well, let's read a scripture here before we get to that. Exodus 35, 1 through 3. Exodus 35, 1 through 3. And Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said unto them, These are the words which the Lord hath commanded that you should do them six days Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day there shall be to you a holy day, 
a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Whosoever doeth work therein shall be put to death. Now, that's, again, very, very strong, isn't it? Boy, is that is that uh, legalism? No, no, I'm sorry. Was that excessive? No, no, it wasn't. That was the law. You run the stop sign, you get a ticket. Get a hold of this, it's going to get a little deep here. Now, the third verse says, you shall, not, you shall kindle no fire throughout your habitations upon the Sabbath day. Yeah, we, we, that's exactly what that says. Okay. I want to take you back now. Thousands of generations. I want you to think about the theologians say two, and it goes all the way up to three and a, a quarter, three and a half million people came out of Egypt. Now, I don't know how they know that. I suppose one of them was around and counted them, but... Anyway, there was a lot of people. Now, if you take, and let's just, let's just say three million people, and you put them in one area, which they were, now the people that would be on the center, if it was putting up, everybody was in a big circle, three million people, all camping around in tents, right, like we do on Sukkot, and the, the people in the middle, in order to have firewood, how far do you think they'd have to walk to get that? A long way, wouldn't they? You're talking about a city. A city with three million people in it. You could have to walk miles to get the four. See, a lot of people don't stop to even think about what I'm saying even now. You would walk miles to get that. Now, Sabbath was given to us to do what? To rest. Just read it. So they couldn't rest if they were going to have to walk miles to get firewood, to carry it back, and to do what? To start a fire. Because God said, you're going to rest on that day. Come on, stay with me now. Now, was man made for the Sabbath, or Sabbath made for the man? Hmm? That's right. That's what Yeshua said. So, understanding that, bless God, that what happened with the Jews, they become very excessive about some points of the law. Now, how do you keep Sabbath? Well, you know... Let's see. You don't buy, you don't sell, you don't do any several work, and you don't kindle it even to the point of kindling fires. Now, we can't, again, understand what that really meant because we weren't there among three million people. You can't understand that. Now, let, let, let's talk about how far it goes with the Jews. Well, now, it, it makes sense you can't light a fire. Okay, right? So, so fires are out. You can't uh, turn on a light switch because this light switch over here turned on makes a spark inside here, and that uh, uh, signifies kindling. Whoa. But at the same time, you've got to know which sock to put on before you put on the other sock, and which shoe to put on before you put on the other shoe, or you've sinned. Judaism became legalism. Some of it was right, some of it was wrong. You can only take so many steps from your dwelling on Sabbath, or it becomes work and you've defiled Sabbath, which could, back that day, put you to death, but that was never in the law. Somewhere along the line, some well-meaning rabbi decided that anything past how many steps became work and you defiled. Excessive is. 
to nothing in the book of Moses, nothing written in the law that says so many steps from the house. Yet at the same time, brothers and sisters, we have got people, not, not only, not only uh, the, the Jews, we have people that are trying to do something. Some of the Messianic movement is in to legalism, trying to get people to do what? Through their acts of restraint, in most cases, to please God. Now, if you aren't careful, you become so legalistic, you're no worldly, earthly good at all. You'll get yourself so tied up into this stuff. Well, uh, we can't make, we can't cook because that's work. How do you define the word work? Think about it. How do you define that? What did they have to do if they lived in the middle of that circle of three million people and they wanted to eat on Sabbath? Well, what they did was cook enough on what's called preparation day, which is Friday before sunset, sundown, I mean, so that they would have food to go through. That's fine. That, that's no problem. If you're doing that, it's no problem. But here is the other thing. What do you think they had to do if they were going to cook on Sabbath? Now, let me legally, let me tell you what they did in some cases. And what they're doing in some cases today is you kindle the fire before sundown on Friday. Just keep throwing it in there. Now, now, wait a minute. That, that's, that's legalistically wonderful. But the problem is, you didn't kindle the fire. You'd have to actually really get involved and live in the Orthodox community to really to understand what this is all about. Now, no work. No work. Now, remember, you've got to only walk so many steps out the door. No work. No work. Let's see. Would work constitute walking over, picking up that next log, taking it back and putting it on the fire? Not to them. Folks, let me tell you something. You can make up rules to anything. We've got rules after rules, on top of rules, next to rules, to be rules, until you get to the point where you are only doing rules. What constitutes work? Back in that day, as I said, if you'll go back all those thousands of generations, if they were to have cooked on Sabbath, they didn't go to the cupboard and open it up, take out a can of corn, some peas. Kids don't like them, but nutrition. How about green beans? You take them over and you fire up that little machine that opens up the can. You dump them into a pan and you put them there. What did they do? They went through two kinds of work to prepare a meal on Sabbath would have been further than work. It would, it would have been downright tough. Number one, somebody would have had to go out and shot whatever or killed whatever in some form to have had any meat. They would have had to go out if they would have had gardens at that time, and they would have had to have worked in the garden to got it out. Please listen to me. You have to understand that was back those generations, eons ago. We live in a different society. We live in a society of un trying to understand, trying to bring you. One of the hardest battles that I have watched is the fact of people wanting to become Jews. And just exactly, let's see, which group do we go to? Now, the orthodoxy, 
doesn't eat pig. The conservative group now does. What? You tell me. But God says, you bet you that God says. And we went through the kosher laws. You want to stay healthy, just eat what God tells you to eat. Don't eat what God says, don't eat. You'll live longer. You'll be healthier. But there's a group of Jews that eat pig, yeah, among a lot of other things. So you see, on one side of Judaism, you have this thing so staunch, huh? And then over here on this other side of it, you have it so loose that it's not even... Now listen, who's right? You have to go to the Word of God. Now... The kindling of a fire, which we're talking about here this morning, I'm, I'm going to tell you that this is a fine line in here. You've got to be careful with it. If you were to cook a meal like you would on our Thanksgiving that's coming up here in the near future, that would be work. When Donna finishes that up, she's exhausted that night, all right? But to go over and open up a can of, of vegetables to warm up some meat that had been cooked, is that work? Well, I think it is. I don't think it is. Oh, but it is. Oh, but I don't think so. <laughs> How are we going to determine what's right and what's wrong? Many times you feel more religious when you can do harm to yourself. Do you hear what I said? Sometimes you feel more religious. Well, at our house, we don't even let the children watch TV on Shabbat. Oh, really? I think that's somewhere in the book. They had TVs back in Moses' day, didn't they? <laughs> well, they can't go outside and play. That's work. Oh, really? Who told you that? Now listen, pride comes before what? You can become prideful in this whole thing. The Bible says it will be with what? A broken and a contrite spirit. Not with a prideful spirit do we do this. Oh yes, we fast every Shabbat so we don't dare, you know, chew because that could be worth. Listen to me, are you hearing me? Is, 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 are you beginning to see where this thing is going? To that person to chew the food would be breaking the Sabbath. It's called work because you have to work the jaw. But this over here, well, that's not breaking the law. Don't be ridiculous. The kingdom of God is where? In your heart. That's where the kingdom's at, brothers and sisters. It's never going to be any differently than that. There's always going to be people wanting to be excessive in their religion. Balance is what this is all about. Balance is the thing that I, as a prophet, can bring you if you'll listen. Okay? If you will listen. Let's go now into what you call the New Testament. Let's go to Matthew 12. Matthew 12. <laughs> I love it. Matthew 12, 1 through 12. At that time, Jesus went on the, on the Sabbath day through the corn. Matthew 12, 1 through 12. I, I should know, but this many years in ministry, you wait till the pages quit rattling, okay? And I have it nice because I have it all written out up here, okay? I don't have to, you know. I'm as slow as the other person when it comes to the Scriptures, to find the Scriptures. Okay, Matthew 12, 1. At that time, Jesus went on the Sabbath day through the corn, and his disciples were and hungered and began to pluck the ears of corn. Was that work? Shake your head. Come on. Was it the Shabbat, the Sabbath? Mm-hmm. He was out in the corn. Mm-hmm. And to eat. 
But when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto him, Behold, thy disciples do that which is not lawful to do upon the Sabbath day. But he said unto them, Have ye not read what David did when he was anhungered, and that they were with him? How he entered into the house of God, and did eat the shewbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests. Have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Oh, my, you mean everybody else was to keep it but them? I wonder why that was. Huh? Because it was too hard to keep. So they told the people to do it, but they were doing something different. But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Ye would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. Now notice he is Lord of the Sabbath. He's not the Sabbath. You need to note that. See, the, the church thinks he became the Sabbath so we don't have to keep the Sabbath anymore. Well, you know, again, if you believe that, I'll sell you a portion of the motel over there before you leave. Now, he goes on to say that, uh, uh, where was I at? And uh, the sacrifice you went for this and that, uh, uh, of the Sabbath days. And when he was departed thence, he went into their synagogue, and behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days, that they might accuse him? And he said unto them, What, what man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep? And if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore, it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath days. You need to underline that. They came at Yeshua. They came at him to eventually hang him on the tree, as they did. They accused him because by the law and what they had been taught, the Pharisees and the scribes, the great Sanhedrin of the day, that that was breaking the law, to go out into that cornfield and pick that corn that day and to have ate it was unlawful. Yeshua came back and even went back to David and said, did you not read? Then they came at him and said, knowing in themselves that it was not lawful for him to be healing on the Sabbath. They saw that as work. They saw going out into the cornfield as work. Now, when Yeshua asked this question that I ask you to underline, is it lawful to do well on the Sabbath days? Now, they, of course, would have said no. Okay. Turn with me to Matthew 15. We're going to start in the first verse here, Matthew 15. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, What do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they, uh, when they eat bread. Here we go again. But he answered and said to them, Why do ye also transgress the commandments of God by your tradition? Now, get in here with me. Wait on in. It's not going to hurt. Underline the word, Tradition. Okay? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to the father or the brother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be uh, profited by me, and honor not his father and mother, shall be, shall be free. Thus have you made the commandment of God of non-effect by your tradition. So he's beginning to try to place the seed into the heart of the church at that time, we'd call it, 
that they could begin to see that there was a problem. Ye hypocrites. <laughs> now, see, the church thinks that Jesus never said, never did, and never acted anything besides, Oh, gee, I love you. Go ahead and drive the nails. Crunch my brain with your, the thorns. Drive the spear into my side. Oh, I'm having a, such a good time here. No, when he turned the money changing tables over, everybody in the area knew what he was doing. It was loud. He was mad. He was mad. You see, we can't see him as he is. We have put him so far on a pedestal. Yes, he is to be high and lifted up. Yes, he is. But you see, folks, he was a man. He came here on this earth as a man. Did he sin? No, he never sinned. Well, I think being angry is a sin. No, no. <laughs> there is a righteous anger. Boy, I'd like to get into that. Don't even try. <laughs> leave that in your back pocket, okay? That, that you, 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 just leave that where it's at. So he, he's, he's, he's dealing with them, and he's trying to get them, the bless God, to understand. Seventh verse, ye hypocrites, well did uh, Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their, their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines of the commandments of men. Now, you need to underline that. The doctrine of the commandments of men. You're only allowed so many steps from your front door on Shabbat, or you have defiled Shabbat. What is that? A commandment of men. You'll not find that anywhere in the Scriptures. Because they had become lords over the people with the commandment of God, that they do the same thing. Folks, this spirit that came in to do what he is talking about now is today still prevalent in the church. God brings forth the word. The man decides, well, you don't need to talk in other tongues because, well, after all, it's gibberish. Nobody... And I can stand here and go on and on and on and on and on. Because they think that, what happened? Majority of the church shook their head. Okay? And so they pushed the infillment of the Holy Ghost, the power of God, to dwell within us far from the church. Traditions of men with their own commandments of the word. I think the word opinion works out better than talking about commandments of men. People have an opinion about everything. That's called judgment. Here in North America, it's worse than anywhere in the world that I have been. And that is part of the reason why we have the Baptists, the Methodists, the Catholics, the Lutheran, the Presbyterians the Pentecostals, the Charismatics, and anything in between all that that I didn't mention. Why? Because of the traditions of the commandments of men. What makes those right? What makes those wrong? God's Word is what makes them right. And what Yeshua was trying to do was to balance this thing. He was trying to get them to understand that the Father wasn't happy because they had taken the very commandments that he commanded Moses to give to the people and had messed them all up. And he says, the tenth verse, And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand, not which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth that defileth a man. 
Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended? I'll bet you that bothered him. After they heard this saying, but he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall he shall be rooted up. Stop right there. Elijah will come in the last days to do what? Restore all things. He will root up the traditions. He will tear down all those things that the church has been into that weren't of God. He was prophesying here, as he said unto the people, that every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted. How many steps from the... He's rooting that up, tearing that down. That, bless God, that you have to do this and you have to do that out from under the Word of God. I do not in any way, shape, or form want you to think that I don't believe that a fire should be kindled on that of Shabbat, because that's what was told. I believe that you must go back all those eons of generations and consider why it was said then as to whether or not today we handle it in the same way. Okay? That's, that's what I'm trying to get you to say. I told you this was what? A very fine line? It is. You're hearing from revelation knowledge out of the mouth and the belly of a prophet of God. Again, as Yeshua came, I'm trying to straighten some of this monkey business out. Now, whether or not you want to do that or not, that's, that's up to you. You want to be legalistic, you be a little bit legalistic. But you have to understand what this organization is going to stand for. One day, one day, you will have to conform to what's being done here in this organization. Now, you can do that now, or you can... Well, i got news for you. I'm not even going to go to the party on Sabbath. Well, that'll show us. We may know that from you when we're around you on that day. Huh? Oh, why if I? Be careful. Be careful to become high-minded and all puffed up over your religion. This isn't about religion, brothers and sisters. It's about a holy God. It's not about traditions of men. It's about God. They took God's Word and beat us over the head with it. They made up rules. Maybe that's why so many of those rules get broken today, huh? There got to be so many of them that I'm telling you, you didn't even know what the latest rule was. Let's go on. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, uh-oh, both shall fall into the ditch. What is he saying? If you don't get out of this thing, this tradition of men... You're not, you're not going to further the kingdom. You're not going to further the blessings in your life. You're both going to have fallen into a ditch. You, you missed the mark. You got religious. Instead of becoming scriptural, you become religious. You wanted more. You know, the priests back in that day, well, girls, they wore dresses. Let's get over it. And they put bells that so when they walked, the bells, so that the people would know that they're coming. Oh, my. Oh, my. They made idols out of themselves. And yet the Lord God said, you'd have no idols before you. Come on, we're wading out there a little deep. You may have to put those Holy Ghost waders on and get out in the water with me here a while. And yet, brothers and sisters, it didn't further them into God's kingdom. It didn't further the kingdom. Why? Because they were so busy trying to do the traditions. Listen, they didn't have time to be seeking the face of God the way they needed to be. 
Satan cometh, John 10, 10, but to steal, to kill, to destroy. Darkness had infiltrated into the law of God. Darkness had dealt with the minds of Judah himself. And then, here we go. If you turn that on, brother, you, you're in defilement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. You'll have to be without the camp. It's a wonder we didn't get to that. Well, you can't come back in the synagogue now for 30 days because you whipped the, whipped the, the switch. Come on, folks. You're going to have to understand how ridiculous this thing can get. You're going to have to understand why Judah will not be reigning the 12 tribes on that day. Judah is going to have to conform. Judah missed the mark. If not, this prophet would be over there instead of here. All right? Let's go on. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly, and is cast out into the draught? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, theft, false witness, blasphemes. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. Underline that, please. He's trying to say, look, adulteries, fornication, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemes, murderers, evil thoughts. Let's don't even go there yet, okay? We're not ready for that part yet. We'll get there. But not yet. It isn't whether or not you went into the corn patch and ate the corn that defiled the Sabbath. It's not whether you washed or didn't wash your hands that defiled. Well, then you mean you can't, you, you, you can't defile the Sabbath? Oh, yeah, you can defile the Sabbath. What you need to understand is, brothers and sisters, that that Sabbath is made for us. A time to do what? What was the prime thing? Rest, R-E-S-T, to rest. God knew that the human body needed rest. Still knows that today. Now, he sets it all up that you work six days, seventh day you rest. Then he thought, you know what? I got to be careful because those rascals are going to get, you know. So he had to make some more rules. Remember now, we got three million people in a great big circle called a city, and in order, bless God, to do what? To have wood, to make a fire. They had to walk miles. To have gotten water, it's hard telling how far they had to go on. And then along come the rabbis. And they decided that they would interpret for the world, for themselves, what this really meant. And, and what Christ is saying here, you got this thing all wrong. you got it screwed up. Listen up here. I'm trying to teach you something. They didn't learn it then. We still haven't learned it now. Okay? As I said, the churches are all being run by the traditions of men. Do you know Why? Do you know why? Lend me your ears. You've heard this statement. There was only one Moses. Well, there's one Pope. Let's don't go there. Okay? Don't don't. You'll be here up in late tonight if we get that direction. One Moses that knew because why? He had heard directly from God. When you don't or have not heard directly from the throne room, from God himself, 
then you know how you have to do this thing? Oh, I love this one. Are you watching? Any, meeny, miny, mo. Which of these are going to have to go? You pick. You choose. I like this. I don't like that. Yep, we'll make that. No. Yes, no. And it goes on until you've got the Methodist Church, the Baptist Church, the Catholic Church, and the rest of them. Folks, that's the way it happened. Remember me saying to you a long time ago, the keys of the kingdom of God were given by Yeshua unto the big fisherman, Peter. But yet Peter wrote about that much in the book that we have in the book. I'm sure he wrote much more. Over in the church in Rome, he's holier than thou, priest. Seems holy to me. I'd give you my interpretation of that, but they'd have to shut the TV off. Of which most weren't even saved, none filled with the Holy Ghost, decided for the church what we were going to have for the Scriptures. Of the thousands and hundreds of thousands of Scriptures, they chose but a few, call it the New Testament, and we were supposed to take it hook, line, and sinker. And guess what, church? We did. Are you trying to tell me they don't have all the truth? They don't have enough of the truth to spit on. They've got the main call to the truth, which is eternal life. And that is correct, okay? But there's too much more in all this that they did not let us have. They didn't let us have. Matthew 23. Please turn there with me. Matthew 23. Oh, I love this. Boy, these weekends just go too fast. It's, I, I, every time I get up on Sunday morning, I go, where did it go? You know? 23.1. Matthew 23, first verse. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Hmm, there they are. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say, and do not, for they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be bore, and lay them on men's shoulders. In other words, what he's saying here, they're, going, they're making this, this thing that I call religion today too heavy to bear. If, if, if you've got to run around here, now, now let's stop and think about uh, the orthodoxy and them talking about preparation day, which is Friday, okay? They run around, they clean the house, they cook all these meals, they do all this stuff that they need to do so that when it comes, that being Shabbat, then they don't have to do that. Now, that started when? All the way back, those eon generations ago. Now, sisters, some of you, and maybe most of you in this room, have a job that you go to work. You have to work all day Friday, huh? And by the time you get home, especially in the winter time, Shabbat is upon you. Well, let's see. If I can't put anything, warm anything up, I can't put something on the stove, all right? then what am I going to do? Anoint your head, wash your face, and fast. But I'm supposed to rest, and I'll be hungry. Are you beginning to understand? You begin to realize the burden that we put upon the people as ministry? We got it all fouled up. But now listen, here, here's the answer, and here, and here is what, bless God, Yeshua was trying to say. The fourth verse. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be bore, and lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, but do all their works. They do for it to seem of men 
They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments and love the utmost rooms at the feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues and greetings in the markets and to be called a men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Huh? But be, be ye not called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servants. Wait a minute. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. See, we got it all backwards. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Woe to your scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows, houses, and for a, a pretense make long prayers. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. Now, let me put this in layman's terms. Preachers, you're out here doing all this stuff. Your hearts aren't right. You're playing games with the people. Are you ready? And you're going to burn in hell. Oh, well, now, now wait a minute, Brother Decker. My church uh, teaches that, uh, you know, once you get Jesus, you, you got him. you're going in. Uh, your church isn't teaching you right. You gotta live the life, folks. You gotta walk the life, folks. Again, that's the reason all this stuff is so messed up. Is because we have done this and we've done that and we've said this and we've said that and well, you know, you, you don't have to be baptized in water. Oh, yes, you do have to be baptized in water. Well, you know, I mean, the main the main thing is to understand that that bless God that we have Sunday Sabbath and that's our Sabbath and 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 you know and and and, and the Lord Yeshua was our Sabbath and this thing just came undone. That won't hinder me any. Now, he's trying to say to them something. He's trying to say to them. Now listen, the 18th verse. And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he's guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater the gift of the altar that sacrificeth the gift, whosoever therefore shall swear by the altar, sweareth by it and by all things thereon. And whosoever shall swear by the temple, sweareth by it and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heavens, sweareth by the throne of God, and by him that, that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you pay tithe and mint and anus, 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 sorry, and coming, and have committed or omitted the weightier manners of the law. In other words, they're caught up in one thing, and bless God, he's saying, you're missing the mark. That's what I'm trying to tell you today. We, we will cause ourselves to get caught up into things that don't make any difference, and yet you're missing the main thing, point. Let him without sin cast the first stone. Who's going to challenge the word of the law? Who can challenge it to change it? Isn't it told to us in the book of Revelation that anyone was to add to or take away from would burn? Hmm? That's all that we have done for centuries, folks. We have added what we wanted to add, and we have taken away what we wanted to take away. It became the tradition of the way that we are. And often they have said, much like what I have said here this morning, well, you know, we don't live back then anymore. No, I'm sorry. that You can't use that excuse. You have to understand, as I said, you have to go back. You've got to think what was going on during that time, during that season, 
and which the Lord God came forth with all this stuff. 22. And he that shall swear by heaven sweareth the throne of God. I'm sorry, 23. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, for you pay. Oh, I've got that one. Let's go to 24. You blind guides which would strain at a gnat. Now, you know what he's saying there? Something that doesn't mean a hill of beans. You strain at that and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup, of the, of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Now, when he's saying, woe unto you, scribes and hip, uh, Pharisees and, and, and hypocrites, folks, he wasn't just saying, now please, sit down. I, you know, I'm going to have to call you, uh, I'm going to have to use this word, woe. Now, folks, do you think that they would have understood that if he had said that like that? No. Woe unto you. That is the way that it was done. It wasn't a pretty please. It wasn't begging them, please. No. He was demanding, commanding them to come out of the traditions of men. Now, we study the Scriptures, and yet we can't seem to come to, to the, full, the fullness of them. We, we, can't, we, can't, uh, we just can't seem to do that. Why? Because we have gone so many places. Now, what's the rule of the prophet? You're going to get in the organization. You do what? You leave the church that you're in. <laughs> You stay off the Internet. You get away from the other ministries, the books, the CDs, the DVDs. I'm going to have enough to teach you that will keep you busy for the rest of your days. Well, i got news for you. I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be doing that. Why do I say that? Right there. I'm trying to get you to understand that, bless God, you can't get involved. You can't take the chance of your involvement, involvement, okay? You have to come about and you have to be clean on the outside and the inside. 27, woe unto you, you scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites. I bet they got tired of that, don't you? I bet, he, I bet his voice sounded a little gravelly like mine when this was over, for you liken to whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, scribes, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets, and garnish the sepulchers of the righteous, and say, If we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Oh, boy, play the fiddle. Here we go. Hmm? Wherefore, ye be witnesses unto yourself that ye are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up, then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, you generation of vipers, how can ye escape the damnation of hell? The church never preached this. The church didn't want the people all of a sudden to decide. You know why? Because the church would have had to go out and found a real, honest-to-God prophet. Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois. Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, all things are possible.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.